I have not read Ulysses. It's uh, arguably the most important uh, or best novel in the English language. Seems like the kind of novel that insufferable people argue is the most important novel in the English language. Uh, that's valid. That doesn't make it not also maybe the most important knowledge in the English, er, novel in the English language. That's the thing. Insufferable, insufferable people are sometimes right. Yeah. Uh, I've read about a third of Ulysses four or five times. <laughs> it's very difficult. It is very difficult. It is good. Like I, So there's a book called The Bloomsday Book. I was mentioning it was just Bloomsday recently, which is a page-by-page analysis slash explanation of Ulysses. It's like a commentary. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and so the most successful I was ever reading Ulysses was reading it in tandem with the Bloomsday book. That's like not the way I wanted to read a novel. That's valid. This is not a novel you just want to read. <laughs> it's a novel that like you read cause like out of obligation. A little bit. I mean, that's, the first time I read it was out of obligation. Attempted to read it. It was out of obligation, but it is a novel that I will one day go back to. Like it's on the list of like, this is good enough that I should read it and finish it. Yeah. Do you think you'll like actually achieve it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Uh, but it's definitely an event. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's very long too, isn't it? Very long. Uh, it has a very, it has a varying style. So there are, I mean, there's a whole thing in that there's different versions of it based on who printed it and when, and there are variances between those, and that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But you can also get it on Project Gutenberg, like it's in the public domain. One yeah. of one of the versions is yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's origin. It's traditionally broken up into sixteen chapters. I may have that number wrong, but I think it's sixteen. Um, it's also definitely broken up into three major sections Mm. um and the first section is about stephen dedalus uh who was also a character in joyce's other book the portrait of an artist as a young man or a different one is it definitely in another book um then the major third of the book is about uh leopold bloom i'm pretty sure it's leopold it might be harold it's one of those two i think it's leo bloom okay um, Leo Bloom is also a character in The Producers, which is why I'm doubting myself that it's Leopold Bloom. You're thinking of Orlando Bloom. That's it. That's mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom. Thank yeah. you. I would watch Orlando Bloom as Leopold Bloom or Harold Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I could look this up and it's it, like it's in my pocket. I could just know this, but yeah. I'm not doing it. No, that's uh, not worth it. And the final third is about his wife, Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are presented in very different styles throughout so there's one chapter let's call it that is almost entirely stream of consciousness as Stephen Dedalus is like walking along the beach mm-hmm. and there's almost no punctuation oh god um, and the final third is very much like that as well uh, hmm. Molly's chapter is and they're not even thirds but Molly's section is like nine sentences long but they're just but it's hundreds, hundreds of, of words yeah per Ugh. sentence uh, that's the last line is yes i said yes i will yes <laughs> that's the final line of the novel mm. 
whereas the first line is also fairly famous, which is stately plump muck, stately plump Buck Mulligan climbed the stair. I'm not, I'm not getting that right, but it's about a guy named Buck Mulligan walking upstairs. Nice into a parapet. That's a great name, Buck Mulligan. Buck it's Mulligan. a fantastic name. Like I, that sounds like um like a baseball player name. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk in the book, but so are baseball players. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've tried to read it. One time I tried to read it, and I live streamed it on the internet, like oh in a pre Twitch era, um, which was part of the experiment or experience. It's a good book, but I've not finished it. I mean, it's like one of those books that people talk about needing to read, and is on lists of things. And oh, absolutely, syllabi and yeah, you 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 need to read it. I don't. You probably do. Like I, it's probably great. <laughs> Still working through Harry Potter. I can lend you my copy. You have to read it first. Okay. Are there, like, is there, like, a fan community of yes. Ulysses that does stuff? Yes, on Bloomsday. Is there, like, dressing up? Uh, there's dressing up. There's going to pubs. Pubs feature heavily. Mm. Uh, there are people who go to Dublin and like track his progress across the city because it takes place in Dublin. Okay. That's weird. It is. I mean, the, I guess the thing is, is like knowing almost nothing about it. Yeah. Except for just like knowing it's a, it's a famous, good, book. important, famous book. It doesn't seem like classic literature doesn't seem like the kind of thing to inspire fan community activity. Yeah. I don't know if it's classic literature. Like it is, it is important. It's less than a hundred years old, but that's still pretty old, relatively. But I, if I think the classics, I think like sixteenth century Shakespeare. Oh. I think the Greeks. Yeah. Okay. If you're, you think the actual classics, it yes. has to be Greek. But well, and and it's literally a modernist novel. Yeah. Well, it's not postmodernist, so it's old. It's enough. not. It's not postmodernist. Um. So, uh, what book is Juneteenth about? It's, it's about the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> it's a good book. It's a very important it's, book. It's very important. It's very long. Yeah. It's one sentence. <laughs> is the sentence, all the slaves are free? It could have been. Yeah. Could have been for all the, like, actual freeing it did. Yeah. That's a whole other history lesson. So, so I like, I have almost no knowledge of Juneteenth. I'm aware mm -hmm. of, I became aware of Juneteenth, like... Maybe two years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. When like I think like someone I followed on Twitter was talking mm -hmm. about it, and I was like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, but it's like a very southern thing. It's a very I southern guess. thing. It's it's a very black thing, like black American thing. Right, because I don't have anything to celebrate. No, <laughs> like my ancestors weren't. Free. Are not very excited. But it's also not a thing where like the whole country is celebrating this. No, it's not it's not a recognized holiday, which is an interesting thing as well. It yeah. is it is a cultural holiday, but it's not like a government recognized mm. like you don't get school off. You don't uh have extra fun because of that. You, but there's like carnivals and parties um that happen. I've never been to one. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not a part of that community, so I'm not doing it, but I'm at least aware of it. It was in my history book. Mm. That definitely like it definitely seems like a historical enough and important enough day that it should be some kind of recognized yeah, holiday yes. in an official capacity. Yes. 
Like, it's the end of something horrible and terrible that, like, I understand that the government probably doesn't want to be like, hey, remember that shitty thing we did and had to stop? But, like, <laughs> it's, like, obviously still worth celebrating. Yes. And it feels, mm-hmm. like, I get why it's particularly important to black Americans, mm-hmm. but it feels like the kind of thing the whole country could celebrate together. Absolutely, it could be, yeah. Hmm. Not, like I'm amazed that I never heard of it at all. Yeah. Until my mid twenties. That is interesting. Yeah. Um. So does like what happens in Austin on Juneteenth? I don't know. I no. No. Huh. You and you've never done a Juneteenth activity? Not that I recall. Yeah, we got to make that a federal holiday. Yes, we probably should. Sounds like a good we idea. Get rid of Thanksgiving and celebrate Juneteenth instead. <laughs> no, don't get rid of Thanksgiving. Are you kidding Thanksgiving's me? Thanksgiving's not an important holiday. It's not important, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an excuse to eat turkey you and sides. I, yeah, I want mashed potatoes and apple crisp. Yeah. Um. What? Okay, what are the most important days in American history? July 4th, the Independence Day. Independence Day. What was the date we won the Revolutionary War? Oh. Like, like that almost feels more important. More important than like the signing of the treaty. Right. Yeah. Because that was like, like we didn't, nothing changed. We were still Rome, uh, Roman. <laughs> we were still Roman citizens. We were still British <laughs> subjects. Yeah. We just said we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't become free until they surrendered. Yeah, that's true. That's um, an important date. But at least, okay, so we got one of the days from the revolution. Yeah. There's nothing to celebrate about the Civil War. I mean, Juneteenth is worth celebrating. But that's like yeah. before, right? No, or what? No, that no, was like that right was in, the in the middle, middle of it was the right Civil in the War. Middle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, that was it. Was Lincoln's ploy to try and like not bring the country together, but to be like, hey, all of you former slaves, maybe come to the North and be free citizens to really piss off the South. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but we don't want. There's nothing to celebrate about like end of the civil war because it, it was like us against us it was yeah. like all bloody and horrible and terrible yeah. brother um, fought brother one war blue and one war gray but Ju- yeah like juneteenth sounds like the right thing to celebrate yeah, out of that civil to war yeah um what else has happened in american history i mean there's been a lot of wars there's been a lot of wars but like what do we celebrate <laughs> about them nothing <laughs> is is there a day for the ending of either world wars? Sort of. So Memorial Day came out of Armistice Day, mm-hmm. which was about honoring those that died in World War One. Okay. And it was a very particular thing specifically for that war. It then got blossomed and ballooned into just being about all dead soldiers. Mm. Um, Rhode Island has a state holiday. I think they're the only state left in the country that still celebrates it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called. Because I never lived in Rhode Island, but I worked in Providence. Yeah. And so I always remembered getting time and a half on this one day. This one day. <laughs> and like not knowing why. And all the Rhode Island like residents were like, oh yeah, it's whatever day. Mm-hmm. And it no one else in the country celebrate it, celebrates it because it's <laughs> terrible. It's the day... Japan surrendered or it's not not the day they surrendered but like the day we dropped the bomb on Nagasaki that caused them to surrender. Wow, that's like a weird thing to celebrate. Yeah, it's it's like the <laughs> it's like 
it's very much like celebrating like hey we, we killed, killed millions of people all these people and it ended the war like yay the war's over i get that but it's very much like <laughs> we killed all the japanese we, we committed a genocide yay <laughs> and rhode was, I, yeah i got paid time and a half in rhode island on that day <laughs> Yeah, something good came out of it after all. Right, I got an extra couple bucks. <laughs> Thanks, Japan. I guess it was worth it after all. Um, yeah, like, I I don't want to celebrate wars. Yeah, that's like, valid. Like, them ending is good, but then celebrating them is like, yay, good thing they happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. America hasn't done much else. Like I can, I can see nine eleven becoming some a kind memorial of sort of thing. Federal yeah. Memorial Day. I mean, it would be, but we've we've forgotten about Pearl Harbor Day. Like that was one of those. Mm, that's December seventh. I don't know. Or ninth. It's one of those. Yeah. Pearl Harbor Day and D Day are days I like still think about. Like mm-hmm. every time they come around on the calendar, yeah. D Day is June sixth. And, like, every June mm-hmm. 6th, I'm like, man, D-Day, like, that was quite a thing. It was. Like, that was it a, was quite that a was thing. was a big thing that happened on this day in whatever the year. The past. But, like, again, there, there's nothing worth celebrating about that. Yeah. And we already have enough holidays about remembering bad things yes, about war. we do. We have a lot of those. So. Yeah. Yeah, the celebrations are Independence Day. And Juneteenth, I'm I'm happy to lump in there. Yeah, as a day worth celebrating. And then there's like uh, Thanksgiving, which is like let's not think about how this was actually super bad and just <laughs> eat some food and be with your family. Don't don't think about it too hard, too too hard. We've got Christmas and Easter, which are our American holidays. Yes, they're not tied to America in a particular way, but they are federally recognized holidays. Yeah. Um. What are other religions' holidays that could become federally recognized? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, that that actually could become federally recognized? None of them. <laughs> that have, have any possibility of becoming federally recognized? None. Um, <laughs> Hypothetically. Uh, I, I don't know enough about those holidays to really say, like, which ones have the most importance. Yeah, neither do I. And if I start trying to think about it, I'm just yeah. going to say something I'm, that will embarrass yeah. like, me. I know we're in Ramadan right now. Like, that is happening. It's hard to federally recognize a month-long holiday. Yes. Um, and I, I think there is a thing that happens at the end of Ramadan that is a celebratory event. Like the final day? Uh, final or day or day after, something yeah. along those lines. It's sort of like as the month ends... And, you know, the recognize of the sacrifice and the fasting that's gone on, there is a celebration and party yeah. sort of afterwards. I think that is the case. Yeah. The, in the Jewish calendar, there's like Hanukkah, which is seven is, days. Uh, eight days. Eight days. And it's not like it's a big deal because it's near Christmas. But it's not actually a Not big because deal. it's actually like an important, it's not a super important day to like the Jewish calendar. Right. Um, um, there's a couple other like single day holidays I think. Oh, there's are a bunch. Much yeah. more important. Well, Jewish holidays are interesting because they're not they're they're if they're one day they're not one day they're um, sunset to sunset because mm. that's how the days are marked. Right, that makes sense. So it's it's two calendar days. Right, twenty four uh, hours. Of yeah, two calendar days. Yeah. Well, it's usually not exactly twenty four hours because sunsets are different times, but whatever. Twenty three hours and fifty eight minutes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I learned because I was t- I was talking to Adam about mm-hmm. Ramadan. Uh, it's a different month every year, I guess. Like it moves throughout the sure, year. Sure, that doesn't surprise me. Um, because the calendar doesn't line up with the Gregorian calendar, right? Because I I remarked that, uh, right. So during Ramadan, you're fasting from uh, sunrise to sunrise sunset. to sunset. Yeah, and this is the worst month of the year because it is a very much. long period of time because right, we're yeah. approaching the solstice and you're getting the longest days of the year yeah. and i was like how do you like did they pick the worst month on purpose <laughs> and he was like oh no it moves throughout so yeah. like it just happens right now it's a really bad time but a couple years in the yeah in the future it'll be at a more yeah more well it's the same way that easter moves around but not i mean it's in the same time of year every year but right. it is not a fixed date yeah because it's tied to the moon yeah something like that yeah I don't, there should be a holiday just for the moon. Moon day. Moon day. <laughs> when should moon day be? Uh, uh, the beginning of the new lunar new year? That that's, seems like a good day. I mean, that's a big day for like the Chinese calendar. It's too obvious. Yeah. The moon is sneakier than that. Yeah. Uh, is that the day everyone wears moon shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate by eating cheese? Yeah. Do you, do you remember moon shoes? Did you ever have those? Are those like those big boots yeah, that, that made you walk you, on like, the moon with? Well, no, they're they were they were big in the '90s. Like I had a pair. Mm. Or are they like puffy UGG boots? No, they were. So I'm just thinking of spacesuit boots. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> thinking of boots that were on the moon. That's different than what okay. I'm thinking of. Okay, moon shoes were. It was probably a four inch high ring of heavy duty plastic that was roughly foot shaped but wider. Okay, um, and across the top were a bunch of heavy duty rubber bands. Um, and there was a foot thing you would put your shoe into. And so as you stepped, you could bounce. Nice. Um, and those were called moon shoes. I would love that. They were pretty cool. I had a pair. Nice. Um, so, and you could, you could theoretically like jump higher because you had some give to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're on the moon. Like you're on the moon. Um, okay. So moon day. Moon day. You, you wear moon Moon boots. shoes. You eat moon, shoes. Moon eat cheese. Shoes. You eat cheese. Um, you listen to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yes, there you go. Um, when is it? It's got to be like, can it be the day we the Apollo landed on yeah, the moon? Yeah, that's a great day. That's, we'll a, do it. that's a great day for moon day. I feel like that's, that's a, a thing worth celebrating. That like, is, we went to the moon. Yes. <laughs> That that's like a like rah rah America. Yeah. Let's celebrate we a thing. We put people on the moon. Let's that's, celebrate that. That's a good achievement that yeah. America did. We did the moon. It's kind of been like coasting since then. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a lot since then, but um, Mars Day can be whenever Elon Musk finally lands on Mars. Fucks Mars. <laughs> I'm going to wait for that to happen, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, wouldn't give them too much time. No. Um, I like this Moon Day idea. Me too. we got to find out what day it is so we can celebrate. Yeah. When did the moon landing supposedly happen, Kevin? Uh, July 20th, 1969. Coming up. Yeah. One month from tomorrow. Yeah. That'd be a good day. Moon Day. Moon Day. Nice. Cool. Um, this is reminding me of the fake holiday of leap day yeah that is celebrated in january february 29th it's celebrated in 30 rock yeah um they have a leap day episode where everyone celebrates leap day 
and it's like a completely fleshed out holiday as if it was like super normal that every yeah. four years everyone does this thing and some huh. wears blue and yellow and there's a weird dude who comes out of the ocean and throws candy at you and, great uh it's leap it's, it's leap, leap day leap day william oh. um and like liz is like what the fuck is going on and has no idea what leap day is cool she like grew up in a place that didn't celebrate leap yeah. day that's funny. Yeah. I watched an episode of 30 Rock recently. <gasps> so have I. Yeah, but you're watching 30 <laughs> Rock right now. What episode did you um, watch? I watched, uh, actually, I think I watched two, but I remember one of them. Um, I watched Milf Island, which we were talking about. Yep. Um, and I, I, so it's on Hulu right now or Netflix. It's on something. It is on Netflix. Um, and I got recommended to me. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll watch an episode. Like Jesse's talking about it all the time. He really cares about this. Nice. Um, and so I watched the episode before Milf Island, which was fine. Like, I don't, I don't remember a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth is at the page. Yep. Kenneth he drank page. a lot of coffee. Like that was a plot. Ah, uh, Kenneth and the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was a song at the end. But sung by Jenna or something. Well, it was, it was, uh, sung by Tracy and then Jenna. Mm. It was about Kenneth leaving, getting on a train. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I like that. It was, it was a fine it was a episode. Song. It was fine. Um, I I laughed a couple, couple times. Yeah, uh, and then the episode after that was Milf Island. I'm like, well, I gotta watch Milf Island. You better because we were talking about it. <laughs> uh, and the weirdest thing happened, which is I remembered that episode. Oh, really? As I was watching it, I'm like, I've seen this. Are you uh, sure? Or yeah. Were you no. So what I what I remembered was you. not you talking about Milf Island. What I remembered was the other plot about Liz Lemon accidentally saying a terrible thing about Jack to a guy in the elevator, which sets up the artificial yes Milf Island. Yes, and, like yeah. I remembered that whole part of the episode. Mm. I had forgotten the Milf Island text going yeah. on around it. That's funny. And I was like, I've seen this. Like, I mean, I've, I've watched a fair number of 30 Rock episodes, but they never really stuck with me. Yeah, just like once a while ago. Yeah. Like, I, well, I watched them when it was on, which is a long time ago now in the past. Sure is. Um, so that was a that was a fun thing. And I was like, I should tell Jesse that I watched this thing. Oh, I'm very happy about yeah. that. I like the Milf Island episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. It was, it was solid. I appreciated it. Um... My favorite joke in that episode was the guy who got his arm stuck in the the vending machine, mm-hmm. and he starts throwing things at the phone to try and dial any four random numbers to get to somebody's extension, uh-huh. and he accidentally dials his own extension. <laughs> like that, that was my favorite joke of the episode. Yeah, that was really funny <laughs> because then it rings and it rings and it's his voicemail. Yep, uh, and that 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 made me laugh. I oh. laughed real good at that one. Yeah. Also, it was like the middle of the, it was like late at night and everyone was gone. So like, you, yes, he was just stuck. Anyone's yeah. office would have of like course. went to voicemail. But yeah, the fact that it, it, it was, was his own was just, it was a good, yeah, it's a good joke. Um, You should, if you uh, get the urge to watch any more 30 Rock, you should watch the Leap Day episode. Cause it's okay. like, it's like one of my top five yeah. episodes. It's good to know. Yeah, Leap Day William. He comes out of the sea and you cry at him and he throws candy at you oh, if you cry nice. for him. Um, and it's the day where you get to, it's like the purge, but happy. It's like, you get to <laughs> like, there's no legality with it, but yeah. you, you do the things you would never do because it doesn't actually happen on leap day. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. Um, what was I going to say? We're talking about holidays, moon day, holiday, moon day. Oh, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, they're stupid. Yeah. Um, 
But I was thinking about them yesterday because I was in Dallas, mm-hmm. and there was. Did you a, go to the 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 JFK yeah. thing? There's a there's a museum in some, the in the plaza. Yeah, and there was this big. Well, we just walked through this big like concrete thing that's supposed to make you sad about JFK oh, okay. or something. I don't know. Uh, but it rem- like made me think about all the people who were who think crazy things happened with Back JFK and to the left. Yeah. Back and to the left. I mean, bullets are just confusing and weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. And back and to the left. The video is bad, so it's hard to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And everything else is back made up. And to the left. <laughs> um, okay, but Dallas is a weird city. Okay. Continue. You you've been to Dallas. I grew up in the Metroplex. I grew up in Grapevine. Yeah. Um I think a lot of my perception of Dallas was influenced by the fact that I was there on a Sunday. Sure. And it seems like nobody lives there. Nobody lives in Dallas, yeah. Right. Which is real weird. Like I mean, they live in suburbs. Right, but like the downtown Dallas is It's a it's a business district. It's pretty large. Yeah. Like and we so we walked a lot in yeah. a large area around the city. Like a couple mile big loop through like the business district and the arts district Mm -hmm. and like the old historical area. Sure, I'll pretend to know what these things are. It's like a big circle around this like big area of of the city in like Dallas proper. Yeah. And there were, there was nothing? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a touristy place. Well, like I'm not looking, I'm not looking for tourist attractions. I'm just looking for life. Like there weren't. It's a, it's a business like, area. Yeah. Look, I'm downtown in one of the biggest cities in the country, and for entire streets there aren't people. Yeah, well, go to Fort Worth if you want to see people. But right, like you, you, <laughs> the, you get why that's bizarre. Like I felt like I was on a movie set. That's weird. Like you, I've been in many major cities in the country yeah. on weekends. <laughs> And, like, people live there, so people are doing weekend things where they live in their city. Well, yeah, they're doing that in Dallas, too. It's just not in the areas you were. Right, but that's crazy. It's crazy that the center of a city (laughs) has no housing. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, I've been in San Francisco, Portland, Boston, New York. Um, Haven't been in Chicago. But all those places have, like, housing completely mixed in with, like, business and commercial areas. So no matter like what day of the week it is, you can be walking around and there's just tons of people doing things. Yeah. Like there's no, like there were restaurants and shops everywhere and they were all closed on a Sunday. (laughs) Well, they're for the business people. Yeah. But like, that's so weird. It made that like it made Dallas the blandest, most (laughs) boring, uninteresting. A lot of people think that about Dallas. Ever been. A lot of people think that about Dallas. Like I spent the day in Dallas. Had a good time, yeah. But like, I'm never, ever going back to Dallas, <laughs> ever. It's useless. That's okay. Went to the arts museum, which was cool. Yeah, was some fun art. You sent me a picture of orb. Yeah, there was a piece called orb. Yeah, and it was a painting of an orb. Yeah, it was. It was a nice painting. Yeah. I really enjoyed I it. Actually, like, I I walked into the room and I was like, I like that painting. And then I looked at the title and I was like, orb. <laughs> <laughs> also, you sent me those as live photos, which I thought was really silly. I take everything as live photos, and I just did it in such a rush because I was excited <laughs> to show you orb that I forgot to. Yeah, tell I'm like, oh, it's up. a live photo. What's gonna happen? No, nothing. <laughs> Nothing's happening. In this you get live that photo. little tiny bit of yeah. like camera move. <laughs> Um, I was like, am I, well, the first one came in without the, the caption. I'm like, okay, what's going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a painting. 
it's a nice painting, but I don't know what's going on. Um, I want to tell you about my favorite piece of art yeah. in the Dallas Museum. I would Museum. love to hear about your favorite piece of art in the Dallas Museum. Uh, I saw plenty of cool sculptures, plenty of cool paintings, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, the coolest piece of art was a... This was in the modern arts wing. Sure. It was a four-legged stool. Okay. On top of the stool, there was a button. Like a push button? Yep. like a Not like, like a sewn button. A push button, like a button that activates a mechanism. Okay. And this mechanism is a little motor. It's like a little button in a motor pack. Yeah. And a motor turns a, like, steel wire that goes down the center, under the center of the stool to the ground. And at the end of that wire, which, like, curves a little bit at the end, so, like, it goes straight down and then curves a little bit so it's sticking out. Mm Mm-hmm is a potato okay i'm with you so far you're with me you follow yeah so stool wire potato, potato on the end of the wire button. stiff wire like yeah like a solid wire yeah it's like it, it doesn't like sway yeah it's holding it in place and then right beneath the center of the stool immediately at that exact mm-hmm. center just sitting on the floor another potato that's nice can you push the button is it interactive so you're not allowed to push the button yourself Okay, but someone pushes the button. But when the button is pushed, the motor spins this wire, which makes the wire, the potato on the wire revolve around the potato on the floor. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> it was fantastic. Like you just, a button gets pushed and then a potato spins around another potato. Yeah. And I was like, hell that's, yeah, I love that's art pretty museums. Great. But yeah, like, I mean, there's cool paintings Yeah, and there's, like famous people with art there mm-hmm. like it's a pretty big museum yeah, i'm all about that kinetic sculpture man yeah but god you revolve a potato around another potato and like like i don't know if you're being sarcastic at all right now but i love this idea no, no, no. like <laughs> I, I get that it's weird and stupid yeah but that's exactly why i love it like yeah. it's genuinely the my favorite thing i saw there awesome. like i walked around and i saw all these like grand like romantic incredibly mm-hmm. technically skilled paintings and i was like wow that's incredible look at these yeah. colors and the light and the texture like whatever like there's cool paintings but god damn it those potatoes <laughs> that, that potato on a wire loved, circling another potato loved the potatoes um because like nice. most modern art doesn't do it for me yeah, I like. I don't have. I don't know art very well, so that's I, fair. I also just like don't understand how to appreciate a lot of it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, like I look at some weird paintings of lines, and mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Like it might look neat, but mm-hmm. I don't get it. But man, I got those. You pota- got that potatoes. I get, I get it. Yeah. Like, ah, that's awesome. First, a, I love potatoes. Potatoes are great. I love buttons. Buttons are fun, and I love, uh, just. Something really, really dumb for no reason. Yeah. It's fantastic. It sounds like it was a great sculpture. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened in Dallas? Did you sweat a lot? I sweat so much. <laughs> I So I realized it was summer in Texas recently when I realized that I just don't stop sweating throughout the day. Yep. It's sweat time. Like I'm just, like I wake up and I start sweating <laughs> and I sweat until I go to bed. Yep. And then I get up and I take a shower and I start sweating again. Yeah, uh, it's nonstop. Also, I'm, I think I'm breaking uh, with my life choice about pants. 
Yeah. Which is like, I just wear one kind of jeans. Sure. Uh, which is a like moderately heavyweight denim. <laughs> and I've survived one and a half Austin summers doing that mm-hmm. so far. And the last, like this past week has made that very difficult. <laughs> like I did some walking around a couple times this week. The, like the worst of it was yesterday in Dallas. Cause yeah. We drive to Dallas and then get out and then walk around and then walk around all day long. And it was 96, yeah. 97 degrees out or something. And get like, real sweaty. Like I can handle when like my face is sweaty and like, like my shirt's getting a little wet and sticky. Yeah. Like that's fine. I'm just wearing a t-shirt, but it was like swampy <laughs> and murky and just yeah, real, it's gonna be, it's gonna be gross, real dark Yeah, under these jeans. Uh, so I think I might need to rethink my pants strategy. Yeah. You should get some shorts. Uh, <laughs> how do your tactical pants suit you in the summer? Uh, they're all right. Yeah. I mean, I also wear shorts. You do? Yeah. I've got a couple pairs of shorts that I've been wearing, uh, which are also nice. They're a little bit heavy in the cotton. They're, they're like a hot, heavier cotton. Um, so it's like some of it's still a little too much. Like I should just take off all my pants, mm-hmm. uh, which I do when I'm at home. Sure. <laughs> and... Uh, but they're all right. But yeah, these are these are surprisingly lightweight, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So they they do not get super gross in Texas summers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about buying another couple of lighter pairs because these are these are black. Yeah, and that's not helpful. Yeah, um, but you know something like a khaki mm-hmm. or just white. Just wear white pants. Are they wicking? No. Okay. Uh, my underwear is though. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a technology. Yeah. How does that work? Magic. Wow. My underwear is just like cotton. Yeah, it's cotton's just un- good. Just the fabric of our lives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wear a hundred percent wool underwear. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> What's going wrong? Uh, I used to have. I don't have any more, but I used to have like hiking underwear. Mm. Um, that was real good for Texas summers. Yeah, because uh, it was meant to be worn like under your underwear, mm. like you'd wear your hiking underwear and the normal underwear. Really? Um, yeah. I feel like that's what I did. Maybe I didn't. Hmm. But it was definitely, I had like hiking underwear that was real nice. And it's for like wearing for long periods of time without washing yeah. and, and stuff getting like that. sweaty. I mean, you still, you want to, you want to change out your underwear every day. Like that's rule one of camping. Okay. Like if you got two pairs and you wash one one day and wear it the next day, that's fine. But you, you don't wear, I've, I've learned the hard way. You do not wear underwear multiple days in a row when you're camping. <laughs> no, or socks. Yeah. Or socks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's bad days. I didn't know if this was like special underwear that like enabled that. No, not that I I don't think so. Okay, okay. Mine wasn't anyway. Um, see, my problem is is I've n- never worn shorts, like since ever in your life. So like, <laughs> post like childhood, like I've just been a pants person. Mm-hmm. I just always wear pants. Yeah. Um, I wear shorts for athletic activities, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Like. But I've never just like I don't put on a pair of shorts to go in public. <laughs> that feels weird. Okay. So I don't like I don't know how to do that. You don't know how, to, how to wear shorts. Yeah, like I would be it would be a very it would be just like a new uncomfortable experience for me. Yeah. I bet it would be very cool. Yeah, your your calves would feel great. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should give it a try because if I'm gonna go like do a thing where I walk around a city all day long, <laughs> you should wear some shorts. And it's a hundred degrees out, like 
Yeah. I don't know if I can do that again. It's that's real hot. Yeah. God, Dallas is so boring. <laughs> so I lived in the Metroplex for 18 years. What does the Metroplex mean? That's Dallas, Fort Worth, and all the surrounding suburbs. Okay. Of which there are many. Right. It's like what it, I think it's geographically like the biggest metro area in the country. Probably, yeah. Um, it's with, huge. With all the suburbs and stuff. Yeah. Like even just Dallas proper is large. Yes. Well, and they and so there's there it's all almost like uniform, like it's all one big metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like you could drive from one end to the other and never not be in like city or it's, suburb. And, it's like the uh Boswash. I don't know what that is. It's the area between Boz and Wash. Oh, okay. Boston and Washington. Ah, they're similar. Yes, there is like a there is a corridor. Yeah, from, well, it's where the the metro. I know there's a, there's a rail system there. Yeah, that pushes billions of people through every year. Yeah, um, yeah, like and I, I got yeah. that. Like when you're when you're approaching and driving up, you see yeah. it's just like this huge metro big, area yeah. forever. Yeah, so I grew up like in the middle of it. Like Grapevine is halfway between Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay. Um, but like we never went to Dallas for things. Like you don't go to Dallas. That's so weird. Uh, you could go to Fort Worth. Fort Worth has some things. Okay. But like Dallas as a city doesn't have a lot of things. So where are the things? Uh, so depends on what things you want. Like if you want sports stadiums, there's one in Irving. There's one in Arlington. Uh, you want Six Flags. That's also in Arlington. Go to Arlington. <laughs> Okay, but like the way that like so Austin, yeah, right. Austin's a fairly small city, yeah, but I think it still works as an example. You've got about like almost a million people in the city, but there's probably like two hundred thousand people in like the city city yeah. area, like but like living in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's a weekend. And no one has to just go to work and be mm-hmm. at work all day. Like people leave their homes and do things very close to their homes. Yeah, they. Well, that's I think true for Dallas. Also, it's just all of those homes are not in Dallas city center proper. But then you're not doing those things. There's millions of people doing those things not in an urban setting. They're in a suburban setting. That's crazy. Like it's is it just like strip malls and like there's a lot of those yeah plazas like with Coles and Targets mm-hmm. and that makes me very sad yeah well there's uh, I mean there's things like historic downtown Grapevine is a great example um, it's the Christmas capital of Texas mm. um, and so there there's things like that South Lake built their own historic downtown despite not having a history. <laughs> So there's like South Lake Town Square. Um, there's a couple of pretty big malls mm-hmm. um, that people still congregate at, like Grapevine Mills Mall. There's and there's, there's uh, you know amusement parks like Six Flags, the other Six Flags because there's two of them. <laughs> the other Six Flags. Well, there's Six Flags over Texas and there's Six Flags <laughs> Hurricane Harbor. One of them is a traditional amusement park. One of them is a water park. So one of them is good and one of them is bad. Eh, they're probably both bad. <laughs> I mean, I went to Six Flags a lot as a kid, and it was pretty nice. Yeah. And I, and I went to um, Six Flags Hurricane Harbor before it was Six Flags. It was a different water park that got about brought, bought out by the Six Flags brand. That's very hipster of you. Yeah. That's just because I grew up in that area. Yeah. I just I just realized what bothers me about this. Yeah. Is when all of the people and all of the things that people do mm-hmm. are not in a 
urban downtown. Mm-hmm. And there are urban downtown areas in Dallas. There's things like uh, Deep Ellum, Oaklawn, Oakliff, one of those. There are those areas. Yeah. Um, but like you can't, none of that sounds walkable. It's not. Dallas is not a walkable city. Like every, you just do driving yeah. for everything. Yeah. That bugs me. That's fair. It's not a walkable city. Like my idea, my idea of like a thriving, healthy, functioning city is like you live in the city and you can leave wherever you live and then walk somewhere and yeah, that's fair. Either like go to work, yeah. or be entertained, or shop. Or yeah, and there is there is some public things. transit. There's the Dallas area rapid transit system. Or Dart. Dart. I do appreciate that. I like yeah. a good acronym for uh, a transit. Yeah, system. they extended it into Fort Worth, but they didn't call it Fart for some reason. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, imagine I. You think there's people on the city council who argued for it? I hope so. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely some some of that. But yeah, no Dallas and and the metroplex as a whole is not walkable. Part right. of, partially because it is too large. Right. I mean, it's like 50 miles wide. Yeah, it's very spread out. Yeah, we like we might have walked five miles yesterday mm-hmm. in like a big circle. Yeah. Um, but. No, it's a it's a very large area, and and like there are regions, like there's the H E B area, there's Plano is its whole whole world of difference. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, there's like you can say like, oh, I'm from the Dallas area, and someone else will say, oh, I'm from the Dallas area, and you could have grown up in different parts of the world. Right. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Texas is weird. Texas is weird. It's real big. It's so big. That's, that's what's going on. It's real big. It's so big. Oh, okay. This is the other thing that bugged me. Apparently, like Dallas has a thing for being big. This is like part of their hashtag brand. It oh. seems there's lots of um, in many places around the city. I saw yeah. you have a big giant letter B, and then a big giant letter G with some space in between them and you're supposed to stand in between them. This is news to me. And your body forms the The I. So you are big. And then you take a photo and put it on Instagram and it's big. And then there's a little placard that says hashtag big Dallas or something like that. Okay. And there's, I saw t-shirts being sold. This this branding initiative is new to me. I saw t-shirts being sold that said, keep Dallas big. (laughs) And it's like, you're, I also saw shirts that said, keep Dallas boring. I was like, you guys are like really advocating for the wrong things. Like these are bad initiatives. There is a big Tex is in the DFW Metroplex area. He's at the the fairgrounds. What's that? Uh, he's a really big cowboy. <laughs> he's also a robot. Oh, robot cowboy. He's like fifty feet tall, and he waves and he talks to people. Big Tex. Yeah, big Tex. Wow. Caught on fire once. That was scary. <laughs> That sounds like a demon. Well, no, he's just a big cowboy. Big, big Tex, the yeah. fire demon. Well, he's robot. always at the so the fairgrounds is where they have the Texas State Fair. Now, if you go to Dallas, going to the State Fair is an experience worth having. That must be like the State Fair of State Fairs. It's it is a killer State Fair. Yeah. We always went there on homeschool day, um, which or it was student day maybe, but it, we called it homeschool day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but it was that's where I had my first fried Twinkie. Mm. Uh, it's where I saw my first HD TV at the <laughs> Texas State Fair. What was playing on the TV? It was a bowl of flowers spinning. Mm, I wanted it to be like a cow or something. <laughs> I did see, I mean, the butter sculpture is a real big deal there. And there was a full-sized cow made out of butter. I love butter. Yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah, You didn't get to touch it. It was in a like air-conditioned, oh. refrigerated room. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the idea of a half-melted butter sculpture <laughs> in the Texas yeah, summer I think sun. they reuse the butter they use for butter sculptures. That sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, you don't want to, like, eat it. No, it's sculpture butter. <laughs> but also, like, what's wrong with it for more sculpture? Nothing. Yeah, just reuse it. Okay, other weird thing about Dallas. Yeah, this, we got the whole list. They've got... I, this was just yesterday, so I this know, is like... Which is weird to me that y'all drove the three and a half hours to Dallas and back yesterday. Really? Oh, yeah, that was so that was strange to me because you texted me and you were like, y'all are too adventurous. Yeah. Like, is it that adventurous to drive to Dallas? It's a it's a long drive. Like, I'm going there next weekend to go visit my family. Yeah? It's my grandmother's 95th birthday, so we're going to go celebrate with her. Wow. Yeah, it's really exciting. That's amazing. So, yeah, we're going to drive up Friday and drive back Sunday. But, like, Dallas is too far away for a day trip, in my mind. Mm, I think it's as far as... You're willing to go. Yeah, like, I wouldn't drive any farther than yeah. that. Um, but, like... Because uh, that's, like, seven hours in the car. Yeah, it was a lot of driving. Yeah. Um, and Ellen wouldn't let me do any of it. That's weird. Yeah. Like, I offered numerous <laughs> times. I was like, hey... I mean, I- to be fair, I make Amy drive the whole way when we go. <laughs> Yeah, like I wanted to like do my fair share and yeah. she, like she just likes it. That's good. Keep so, it. Yeah. I hate driving. So Yeah. I mean, I don't love it, but like I'm willing to mm-hmm. be helpful. Anyway, uh Yes, it is a lot of driving, but I think about like um living in Texas makes that feel much shorter because living in the, in New England like driving an hour feels like a really <laughs> long drive, right? Like I wouldn't just like like down here I would just like I'd drive an hour to go somewhere. Who cares? Yeah. But like driving an hour to go somewhere in Massachusetts is like that's four states a away. Trip, <laughs> right? Like you could literally go through five states in an hour, probably. Yeah. Um, but I think the drive to Dallas is probably comparable to like Boston to New York. That sounds about right. From yeah. the time that I was when I was in a Boston near adjacent sort of place to New York was like two hours. Yeah, that, I think that's like about the same distance. And I've done that. Like I've done a day trip to New York, which yeah. like what felt like the biggest deal. <laughs> I was all the way to New York, right? Yeah. But here it's just oh, it's Dallas. It's the next city. Yeah, it is the next city. That's <laughs> I mean, you got Waco in the middle. Eh, that doesn't count. Just stop for kolaches? We did not. Which I recognize was a mistake. Yeah. Did I, Ellen know about the kolaches? I'm sure she does, but neither of us was interested. That's because you've never had one. I mean, I've eaten a kolache before. Have you eaten a kolache from the check stop in West Texas? No. Fresh? No. Right out of the microwave, they reheated it in for you? I know. I didn't. I'm sorry. Good. <laughs> Next time I drive to <laughs> Dallas for the day, maybe I will. Um... Where was I going with this? Something, Something else you hated about Dallas. The long drive. Oh, oh, the other thing about Dallas. Okay. Um, they have a thing for Pegasus? This is all new to me, man. Like, I don't know any of these things about Dallas. Okay, okay. Um, there, so we discovered this because there's a Pegasus Park. Okay. Um, which is across the street from... So there's like, a, I think there's a bank called Pegasus... That sounds bank, vaguely Pegasus familiar. Yeah. So there's like the Pegasus building. Okay. And it's like this bank's and building. And it's got a Pegasus on it. Yeah, like their logo's a Pegasus. And so the across the street, there's a park, and it's like the Pegasus Park. Okay. And it seems like Dallas citywide 
has adopted this branding of the Pegasus. That's entirely possible. Um, you know, like the the big things on corners that have maps and directories mm-hmm. for tourists, like those all have like little Pegasus logos on them. Hmm. Um, and I don't think Dallas knows what a Pegasus is. It's a bird horse. It's a bird horse. <laughs> but I think they wanted a phoenix. I think they were thinking phoenix, but they did Pegasus. Why do you think that? Because there's... At Pegasus Park, there was like a bunch of plaques with writing yeah. describing what the Pegasus means and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it was about... It says that like Pegasus was sprouted from the head of Medusa. That sounds right. I yeah. think like after Medusa was beheaded, Pegasus came out of her. That, and that, Yeah, because it was like just that. the one Pegasus from just a historical pe- perspective. Correct. Yes, a historical perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um and then it describes how Dallas is a city that has gone through series of booms and busts and death and rebirths and like the Pegasus like the peg yeah exactly <laughs> like the Pegasus and I was like that's a phoenix <laughs> that's what the phoenix does like Pegasus just came out of Medusa and then was like I'm a Pegasus. Cool, I'm a bird horse now. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a bird horse. Um, like, I love Pegasus. I think Pegasus yeah. is great. But it doesn't match the story they're telling. What they're trying to say about themselves. That's interesting. Also, I think it was a big stretch for Dallas to describe itself as a city that has, like, like died and been reborn and suffered and, th- like, thriven again. Or Well, I mean, much of the metropolitan success in texas for a long time was tied to things like oil right and oil is a very boom and bust cycle like right. i don't know the dallas saw it as much as like midland odessa did um which is a city out west okay it's, it's a pair of cities it's midland and odessa there's a bit of a rivalry mm. um, it was also the basis of the book and movie and tv show friday night lights ah okay um football show and my mom lived there for a few years she lived in midland she lived in football yeah Nice. Well, if you live in Texas, you live in football. <laughs> no escaping that. True. Uh, but I, I could see that being kind of what they're reflecting, like the boom and bust of like the oil life and things like that. And Dallas has been around a long time, uh, as far as I know. Relatively. I mean, compared to any U.S. city. <laughs> um, it's not as old as Philadelphia, but that's... The, mm. So the stretch for me was that at the JFK thing, yeah, they once again invoked this idea of the like death and rebirth and the suffering and the rising mm-hmm. and the and like again compared it to the Pegasus, but they described JFK's assassination as this like worldwide tragedy that shook and like nearly destroyed the foundations of the city that they then had to like all come together and rise above and like that's actually kind of true though that that sounded like a stretch as somebody like doesn't know a lot about jfk or wasn't alive then so like i get it he was the president and he died but like was it that big of a deal so yeah uh, so people blamed the city of Dallas for the murder of JFK. Why? I don't have a good answer for that, but like that was like it like Dallas had a black eye because that's where JFK got assassinated. Like the Kennedys still don't screw with Dallas. 
That's so weird. Like the Special Olympics, which is like run by the Kennedy Foundations and things like that, like won't come to Dallas. Because he that just that's where he where died. He that's shot. where he was shot. And so like while it may be a bit hyperbolic, there definitely was like there are people who only know Dallas because that's where JFK was shot. Like that is the only association they have. That's so strange to me. It is, and it's a generational thing to a certain extent because we obviously weren't alive when that happened. Right. Um, but for like our parents and people of that age across the country, like that was the association with Dallas. Are is has that happened before? Are there other cities that are associated so like uniquely with a? F- famous person being killed there like are there cities that have had their branding and reputation destroyed because of i don't know like i don't i can't think of one initially like where was mlk shot memphis maybe something but like the whatever city it was isn't isn't culturally defined by that yeah yeah but no dallas definitely was defined by the assassination for a long time which is weird. Texas is so weird. I don't get any, I don't get any of this. I, I don't have an answer for None you. None of Dallas. I Texas grew up in Texas sense. and I still don't understand a lot of it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that that I can see. Yes, they're still thinking of the Phoenix, not Pegasus. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll give you that. But there was definitely like getting past the assassination. Hmm. I mean, the, I don't I don't think you and I understand like the gravity of the assassination of Kennedy either. Right. And I don't expect to because I wasn't alive. Yeah. And like he was a enormously famous and good president. Yeah. Like I mean he, as far as I know from cultural history, like Obama level, like everybody loved him sort of thing. Right. Like even people who didn't like him were like, yeah, he's kind of cool. Right. Like he's JFK. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so like that level of adoration and then following yeah. that up with like his assassination senselessly. But like, let's say that when Obama was president, he got assassinated in, I don't know, Miami. Mm-hmm. Like, would Miami be like ruined by being the city where Obama was assassinated? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, oh, I get yeah. it. I know what it is. Okay. Every other city in the country actually has other stuff happening. <laughs> Dallas has no other features by which to define itself. <laughs> Just the murder of like an Miami. Yeah. I'm like, that couldn't happen to Miami. Miami has like culture. Yeah. What about Des Moines? Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. But like, also, like, that's not a big enough city to be ruined by anything. It's yeah. already a tiny. <laughs> Not interesting city. Yeah. Like, are there other major cities that are so undefined already? I I don't know. I don't go out and do things. I don't know places. But like... Like, San Antonio's pretty boring. Yeah. It's got the Alamo. It does have the Alamo. Uh, like, here's an example. Minneapolis. Mm. I don't... I, and I'm not meaning to speak ill of Minneapolis, but I don't know of any distinguishing features of Minneapolis or St. Paul. It's Twin City. Mm. That, that's their design. The, the you know big things like we're that's the Twin the, Cities. That's their thing is there's two cities. Yeah, but <laughs> Dallas and Fort Worth have that also. True. Yeah. Poor Dallas. Yeah. Fort Worth is way more interesting than Dallas. Is it because it? Yes. Sounds way like before I went to Dallas, I was like Fort Worth. That's like nothing. Dallas is like a real city. Fort Worth is smaller, but but people live there. There's people there. 
That's important. You got to put... I think next time someone builds a city, they got to make sure they put the people there. Yeah. Put the people in. Yeah, like that's what cities are for. It's <laughs> for having people in them. And uh, they're not all that useful without people. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Um, so now I've been in all the in big cities in Texas. You've been to Houston? I have been to Houston. You've been to Lubbock? That's not a big city in Texas. <laughs> been to El Paso? Also not a big city in Texas. Been to Amarillo? Doesn't count. There's three. Four. San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas. And Corpus Christi. Not a real place. <laughs> um Brownsville. Now that sounds fun. Is everything brown? I don't know. I've never been. Oh. Oh, okay. The worst thing about Dallas. <laughs> I got, so, I saw so much. Jesse shits on Dallas. There's so the many episode. things. Listen, if you're from Dallas, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so we were walking around and we were like, look, a cool park. And so we walked towards the park. We mm-hmm. just saw like a bunch of green amongst, you know, yeah. urban buildings. Like, cool. Let's walk towards this park. And um, then it got bad because we were like, oh, weird. This park is actually a cemetery. Like there's just like a random old unfenced in or bounded mm-hmm. like couple of headstones sure. in the middle of a park in the middle of the city. By the, it's very European. By the convention center area. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like, this is weird. Like, let's go look at these headstones. Is this here for a reason? Yeah. Like it's literally like right outside the convention center. Yeah. And um, and then we were like, oh, what's the like really big one? There was like a obelisk. Yeah. And so we walked closer and we were like, I wonder whose grave this is. Like maybe this cemetery is still here and preserved because like this one important person's grave mm-hmm. was here. So the whole thing stayed, uh, not a grave. It was a Confederate monument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I learned, uh, when all these Confederate monuments were being taken down or threatened to be taken down that, um, a lot of them were not actually put up until like the seventies. Mm-hmm. which uh makes me even more okay with taking them down yeah the same way that like the like people claim the um the flag the confederate flag yeah doesn't it have like a colloquial name the something old racist <laughs> that works <laughs> <laughs> like no one cared about that flag until much later like 50 60 yeah. years ago or something when it everyone decided it was a symbol of white supremacy yeah it's not actually a symbol of your confederate southern heritage also don't be proud of that anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was this big monument it had uh like four statues of people Mm -hmm. like around it so it was like uh, lee and the other people uh (sighs) jefferson davis and whatnot two other guys and it was like obviously very well maintained yeah like the rest of the rest of the cemetery like looked like a cemetery but mm-hmm. this was like obviously cleaned and cared for yeah and that's so interesting to me just because texas worked so hard to remove like the memory of the confederacy from its cultural history yeah like texas doesn't like to associate with yeah that yeah part of southernness yeah well i mean at least in this park they're all for it there you go and also, like, it was uh, Dallas on a Sunday, so there was no people around. Yeah. So it was, like, real creepy and weird. Hmm. 
I wanted to deface it, but then I didn't. That's probably good of you. Yeah. Petty vandalism is unnecessary. It wouldn't have like done any good. Yeah. But yeah, like I got got real dark and real weird and I felt real strange about it. And so I just we just walked just away. And then we saw a cool statue of a cowboy. And that was fun. Cowboys are cool. Yeah. He wasn't a robot. Yeehaw. <laughs> I think those are all my Dallas thoughts. Okay. That's a lot of Dallas thoughts. Yeehaw indeed. So I discovered this new app. That allows me to turn text into songs and put gifts behind them and send them to and Jesse. send them to Jesse. <laughs> Can you explain this? Because um, I, before you sent those to me, I had seen things on Tumblr that were doing this, and I yeah. didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I just thought they were just weird videos. And then you sent them, and I was like, "How did Kevin get these weird videos?" And that's how I realized that you're you're making them and i am making them app is making the music singing yes but i didn't actually look into it or try it so so. there's there's an app it's called diddy d-i-t-t-y not to be confused with diddy the rapper Mm. um and it allows you to uh take text and turn it into sung vocals um, and you can use a bunch of different backing tracks. And there's a bunch of generic ones that you can use for free, or you can actually buy like well-known songs. So if I wanted to do like party rock anthem, I could pay a dollar to be able to turn text into the sounds of party rock anthem. And it got most famous or originally kind of broke the Tumblr sphere uh, because there was one about Mr. Krabs. That's one I saw. That's one you've seen. About yeah. him being thick. Yes. T-H-I-C-C. Yeah. Yeah. One thick B. <laughs> B-I-H. Um, and that one became incredibly popular and started making the rounds. And there was a bunch of spinoff ones. There's one for the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my like favorite memes right now is, is the, the Babadook, Babadook for, for Pride Month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows the Babadook's gay. Like, that's just obvious. Yeah. He, he literally comes out of a closet yeah. in the movie. Um, which is such an amazing meme. <laughs> It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so that became very popular and, and it was made with that app. Uh, but you can, it's a free app. You can just make any short piece of text into a song and you can put your own pictures behind it. You can put, you know, various things. You can do a lot of editing mm. or there's a button that just says like GIF magic and it uses Giphy and from playing around with it, I think it uses like the Giphy search engine mm. to find things. So it'll search for like keywords in your phrase and put matching GIFs behind that. Nice. So if I said like now, um, it would always do like a clock looking GIF or something like that to indicate okay. like time. Yeah. Um, and you can hit that button a few times and try different random ones that show up. Hmm. Um, but it's it's a very silly but also amazing app. <laughs> Yeah, like I enjoyed watching those videos it, it, because it's a very like, ah, this is weird. It's very weird because yeah. it sings them but it, and, it, and it's trying to match the, the melody of the music, but like the words don't match what's actually being said. Right. It's or the, what's being, the, what doesn't match the song. It's the perfect thing where like it's using voice technology yeah. to make a robot say words. Yes. And it's decent, yeah. but it's so not even close to good enough. No. But it's just the right amount of bad and good. Yeah, it's, it's Uncanny Valley for, sort of stuff. For humor. Yeah. And so I just, like, all Saturday morning, I was making these 
and sending them, which is, by the way, how I sent you that absolutely embarrassing text. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Steak pants. <laughs> we got to talk about this because this was just so I was playing with that app and it said like, hey, you can send these directly from messages. So I was building them in the app, saving to my phone and then sending them to you from my camera roll, which was like multi-step process. Mm. You got to um, optimize that workflow. Well, and, and you can, because you can do it right from the app. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled open, I activated the keyboard, and I pulled up, and it pops up, and I start working on it. And I was trying different things, because I spent like 10 minutes on each one of these, like trying different phrases, um, different music backings to things like that. And so in the this app pop-up box, there's two boxes where you can write text. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is where you put text text to turn into songs the other one is just the message field in messages Mm. and so i wrote i cooking steak tonight and i was i was just typing random words so i could try out some different music so i Uh I said i cooking steak tonight in my pants Mm -hmm. and i was going to try that just random phrase and see what it and see what i could turn and you know play around with it and then maybe maybe refine it or do something interesting with it yeah um but I was writing it not in the, like, make a video section. Mm. I was just writing it in the message. <laughs> and I just hit enter. And that just sent a text message. And it message. just sent a text message. I'm like, wait, where'd the music go? Or, like, where, like, it's supposed to, I was like, I, shouldn't I go to the next page to, like, build this into a thing? And I was like, I think I just sent that to Jesse. <laughs> And then I'm like, I don't like. I have to. I have to say that I've done this. Like, I have to acknowledge this was not intentional. Yeah. Because it's a really weird thing to intentionally say to somebody. Because it does. It's it's a very strange <laughs> message to receive out without any context. I want to be like, cool. Like, I hope your steak is good. And so then I'm like, I did not. I did not mean to send that to you. And then like I, I, I sat on my bed and just laughed for like 10 minutes. Like I, re- I received that and I remember thinking like, cool, like Kevin is cooking steak for dinner and he is wearing his pants while he does it this, like this time. Like is, does Kevin normally cook steak not wearing pants? And I imagine this like maybe yeah. this was accidentally... Uh, I didn't text realize, to Amy I text or something. Amy. Yeah. It's like Amy's out doing something. Well, it's like it's it was just on the cusp of being like a sext. Right. That was the <laughs> other possibility. I was like, is Kevin describing what's going on inside of his pants? Like it was real close to being a sext, but not with making enough sense to actually be right. one. I was like, if this is a euphemism they have for like for sexy time, like it's a weird one, but like sure, good good for them. Like it's like, yeah, we're cooking it's steak the tonight. Euphemism I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, so I was super embarrassed and I just laughed real hard. It was very delightful. Oh. Um also the app should definitely have a thing where it's like, hey, you forgot half of it. Are you sure? <sighs> yeah, I just It's just uh, poor app design. It was real bad app design. <laughs> That because I was I was going to write like I'm you know I wanted to I'm cooking steak tonight but if you just have a very short phrase in the app it just repeats it over and over again and that's not as exciting mm. so I was trying to write a lot of things to make it 
see what it is, and then try different songs to sort of see how they sounded when you played it. Right. And then I just texted Jesse, I cooking steak. Like, not even I am, just I cooking steak tonight. <laughs> That's what made it In beautiful. my pants. And I just... Uh, it's like you're so excited about this just, steak you're cooking. <laughs> I can't... Grin. Literally or figuratively <laughs> that you couldn't even do all your words. Oh, man. That was just such... Like, I I don't know that I've ever sent, like, a super embarrassing text message to anybody. Uh-huh. Um, I might have, like, when Twitter was text only, like, I accidentally Twittered something that I should have texted. Ah, classic. Um, but, like, I've never, like, accidentally sent a text. Right. You've never, like, sent a dick pic to your mom. No. No. I've never <laughs> sent a dick pic to my mom. Um, I've never sent a dick pic. Hmm. Like, period. Uh, I accidentally... I haven't done anything bad. But I remember, like, the one thing that stands out as, like, particularly, like, perfectly, yeah. in, like, inappropriate was um, I was off from work one day. This was at a previous store. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was texting my, one of my managers about mm-hmm. something at work. And then I was texting my girlfriend at the time. And I went to send a text to my girlfriend. Then it just said, I love you. And I... <laughs> and I Send it to the manager. I love you to my manager. (laughs) And I didn't realize it for a long time. Yeah. And so like when I looked back at my phone and I was like, oh, and then I had to explain. I was like, sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't feel about you that way. (laughs) Yeah. Although I did send you the, the, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend video. Yes. The text emergency. Text emergency. And I've realized, um, between you and a few other people that I've texted recently, that I can I can express a lot of things through crazy ex girlfriend songs mm. that happened to me in my life, but I also realized that ninety percent of the people that I know have never watched any crazy ex girlfriend. And I know you haven't, um, nope. although I keep pushing you to. And it's on your list. You're gonna get to it eventually. Whatever. It's on the list. Still working through Thirty Rock. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's put me in this really interesting place because I. Absolutely love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Top to bottom, left to right, every single bit of it. And the songs are all amazing. And I listen to the soundtrack regularly. That's funny. Um, all of these songs. Just constantly, you know, I'll, if I'm having a bad day, I'll pull up a playlist on YouTube and just watch all the videos. Like, mm. that's just what I do right now. <laughs> uh, and so the show and the songs in it have all, like, lodged themselves in my brain. So I'm, I often, like think of them in terms of reactions. And I don't have a lot of things that, like, I have... Like, I don't have reaction gifts prepped for everything. Mm. Uh, like, so many people seem to. Yeah. Uh, particularly on, like, Twitter and things like that. Like, I don't have that stable of them. But I have this stable of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs that, like, I can make relevant to things that are happening around me. Yeah. And nobody gets them. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to stop. <laughs> I mean, like, I obviously... I've never seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, yeah. so I didn't already know this video you sent yeah. me. But I watched it, and I was like... Yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kevin accidentally sent me a weird kind of embarrassing message, so he's having a text emergency, yeah. and this song is about yeah having a text emergency. Like, and that's fair, and I can get that. And the songs are all generally are all pretty stand- standalone. There are some that are more like integrated into the larger plot themes. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them could work as sort of just one-off sketches or skits with some characters that you may or may not know. Right. But I definitely like filter a lot of my thoughts through crazy ex-girlfriend songs right now because <laughs> i sent one to uh robert who was taught we were talking about star wars news mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was talking about like there's a lot of fans that will just scrabble for any little bit of piece of official information and like suck on it for days and get as much nourishment out of it as they can. <laughs> And there's a crazy ex-girlfriend song called Love Kernels that's about sort of subsisting on these little bitty hints of that maybe he likes me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is like that thing. And I sent him the song. He's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, that's okay. It's it's fine. But again, like you used like 10 words to explain that to me and it sounds like something that's really easy to understand. And- I would hope so. But yeah. I was like, these are like the fans. And he's like, I don't understand. It's like, it's cool. Yeah. But I, I definitely like think about that a lot. I'm not going to stop sending people crazy ex-girlfriend videos. No, please don't. It was a pretty fun video. It's too good. And then like one day when I watch the show, I'll when that scene yeah. happens, I'll be like, hey, it's that uh, video. And I'll remember your steak pants. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And the only thing you can do when something this embarrassing happens is to talk about it on a podcast on the internet. Right? Only way to deal with it. Yeah, only way. Um... Speaking of embarrassing things mm-hmm. that I should talk about on podcasts on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. I did a thing that uh, when I was like a quarter of the way into it, I was like, this is bad and I regret this. <laughs> but by the by the time I had started, I, there was no stopping. Okay. Um, I didn't shave my legs. <laughs> You waxed them? No. You nared them? I did not. (laughs) I did not remove all of the hair from my legs, but I. Racing stripes? (laughs) uh, Cheetah print. Ah. (laughs) Um. So I have like clip like electric clippers. Yeah. That I use for my beard. Yeah. And I was doing that on my beard, and then I was like, "Hey, I've got like." long leg hair that is annoying with my cycling shorts sure it's it's getting caught in the wind right well not not like the exposed hair in the oh, wind okay. but like the hair around un- your shorts under, under the your shorts. tightness yeah. of the shorts that okay. gets pinched and pulled and sure sp- and then also like cycling is a thing like people who are super into it like remove hair from their legs and oh absolutely legs. just like swimmers right um so i was like i wonder what it would be like if I use these clippers on like the hair on my upper legs mm-hmm. to help yeah. with cycling short comfort. So I do my beard and then I start one of my legs. Uh-huh. I do like the upper half of my quad. <laughs> okay. And I did it and I was like, okay, I don't like this. <laughs> this is really weird and I hate it. But it's bad when it's just this one part of my leg. <laughs> so I'm gonna make it worse. Right, like I, I don't, ha- I don't have really hairy legs, yeah. but I have pretty hairy legs. Okay. And so it looked really strange for there to be like this line where like it got normal, decent hairiness, and then like really short hair. <laughs> And also, just like the really short hair looks stupid and weird too. Yeah. But I'm not taking a razor to all of my legs. <laughs> like I'm not. People do it all the time, man. I know people do it all the time, but I'm not. Like that's what that's like the primary reason I don't shave my beard is because yeah. like I just can't deal with a razor on my face that's all fair. the time. Um. So I was not gonna do that. I was not gonna go that far. Yeah. So I was like, well. I have to do the whole thing now. Like the only way, like it was going to look weird. And the only way to make it as normal as possible was to have evenness. 
Uh, so I used electric clippers and I trimmed, like, trimmed the hair to, like, a number one <laughs> on my legs. Like, whole leg? The whole, the whole leg, the whole thing. I did the whole thing. <laughs> Butt to ankle. The whole leg. That's going to be really uncomfortable as it grows out. It hasn't been that bad. Oh, really? Because I, I shaved my legs once, mm-hmm. um, and them growing back in was really annoying. So the uncomfortable stage of hair growth yeah. is between shaved and where I cut it to. Okay. Um, like, I haven't had any, like, ingrown hairs. Like, they're just Yeah, long. you wouldn't you wouldn't get ingrown hairs, but, like, just even just, like, the stubble of it was really annoying to yeah, me when I shaved it, my legs. It didn't make it stubbly enough to be, like, that itchy annoyance. Okay. It was just long enough to be past that. Um, but still, like, my legs look stupid. <laughs> I mean, I really want you to take your pants off right now. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm not going to do that. It's a little bit like, man, I kind of want to see what Jesse's legs look like. I'm not going to do that because I'm cooking a steak in them. <laughs> um so yeah and okay so here's the other thing um it took a really long time you got a lot of leg i yeah there's a huge amount of surface area to legs yeah um it's like half your body (laughs) there's and there's so much twisting and turning and like the I had never become so intimately aware of the construction of my knee. <laughs> like, there's so much going on with the knee. Yeah. It's very complicated. You know, a lot of people who shave their legs don't even shave above the knee. So you've actually gone above and beyond. Yeah. Like, a lot of people who shave will stop, like, at the knee. But that's because they're doing that because the thing they're wearing... Will cover the rest. ...covers yeah. the stuff they're not shaving. But yeah. my whole intention was to shave the area... That was being covered. ...in my upper leg. Yeah. Which... Like, once I did that, I then realized I had to commit or else it would look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, my legs look, my legs and arms look weird enough because I have really intense tan lines. Yeah. Um, from, from the biking. From cycling. But um, if there was also a hairline, like... <laughs> Maybe it would just be like an extra tan line. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, like, it took a very long time. There was so much hair. Like, I just did this, like, over my bathroom floor and, like, vacuumed it up after. There was just, like, hair everywhere. There's so much of it. Like, your legs are so big. <laughs> and they're covered in hair. <laughs> covered. They're absolutely covered in hair. Yeah. Um, you should shave your legs. And that, I'm not doing... I'm never going to shave. I'm never going to actually shave my legs unless I become a professional You'll go faster cyclist. on your bicycle. You won't. You will go faster. You don't actually. You will. Um, You'll be lighter so you can move faster. Uh, and then putting on pants felt really strange because <laughs> like I, you don't realize like yeah. I, I mean I had hair on my legs for most of your life. Most yeah. of my life. And yeah. then you don't realize how much of a protective the, the coating the pant is touching the hair and not the leg. <laughs> so then it feels like there's so much touching much, my leg much pant. at the time. Um <laughs> I'm used to it now. This was like two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like, it feels totally normal now. Uh, I kind of like it. <laughs> you can do it again? Because it's a, it's being effective. Like the shorts are like... Less painful. Much more comfortable yeah. without like long hairs getting pulled and pinched yeah. and stuff. But you can do it again? I don't know. See, that's the thing is like, do I, do I want to maintain it? Yeah. Or do I just want to let it grow out and go back to how it was? Maintain it. be fine. Just keep shaving your legs. I haven't yet because I haven't even felt close to it being yeah. necessary. But 
Yeah, so I mean, like, I don't send accidental weird texts to people, but like, at least there's that. I did a really <laughs> stupid thing to my body hair. <laughs> you should shave your legs. I've shaved my legs. It's bad, right? It's not great. Yeah, there's so much. There's a lot of leg. Well, I when I did it, I did it from the knee down. Like that's all I shaved. Mm. Now most of my hair is from the knee down. Like I don't have super hairy upper legs. Mm-hmm. Um, they've probably gotten hairier since because I was in college. Oh, you'll never stop getting hairier. Yeah, no, I'm. That's what I have when... been getting hairier my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I am definitely much hairier than I was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens to men. They just keep getting yeah. hairier. It's like, oh, yep, there's more hair. Yep. But I'm not super hairy right now. Like mm-hmm. just in general, I'm, I'm I'm hairier than I used to be, and I am getting hairier. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been quick. What about the nose and ears? Getting a little bushy? Uh, nose, yes. Ears, no. I haven't noticed either one yet, but yeah. my dad's got some fierce nose and ears. I have, so I have definitely noticed it. my nose hair getting a problem. Like yeah. I've, I've gone in there with tweezers and pulled stuff. Get one of those fun little... No, trimmers. that sounds terrible. I feel like those would like just take your brain out. Yeah. yeah. That's, how the, that's how the Egyptians did it when they were mummifying you. Yeah, nose trimmers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more brain. I think the aliens gave them pyramids and nose trimmers. Yeah, that's how it works. Ancient aliens. <laughs> On History Channel. Before I went to the beach, I returned all but one of my library books to the library. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have to deal with them while I was out of town. Uh, You know, some of my due dates coming up. I'll I'll keep this one because I want to finish reading it. I'll send everything else back. Or so I thought. (laughs) Uh, So uh, Friday, Thursday of last week... um, well, early last week, I got the three-day notice that they send you. Like, hey, this book's due in three days. Return it. I'm like, and it's a book that I thought I had returned to the library. I'm like, huh, that's weird. I thought I returned that book. Mm-hmm. And then the one day comes, and it's like, like, hey, the book's due today. You need to return it. Uh, and normally, I'd go and just, like, renew it and then find the book later and not worry about it. Sure. And it holds on it, so I can't return it. Mm. Um, it's one that I'd put on hold, like, a year ago. Hmm. and it's got 33 holds on 14 copies. It's a very popular book right now. What book? It's called My Favorite Thing is Monsters, which I've never heard anybody else talk about it, but like I saw it mentioned on a website. I was like, this sounds really good, and so I got it. Hmm. It is pretty good. But I'm like, and so I start like looking in my book places, like the places where I keep books, and I'm like, I can't find this. But I remembered that two or three months ago, I'd returned some books to the library that I knew I'd return that had gotten reshelved but not checked back in. Oh. And so I talked to them. And I said, I've returned these. And they went and looked for them. They said, oh, yeah, here they are on the shelf. Um, I checked them in and removed my fines because yeah. I had returned them. And so I'm like, well, maybe they got returned and just got reshelved again without getting checked in. And so I go to the library and I go to the graphic novel section, and it's not there. And I go to the junior graphic novel section because it might be there. It's not there. I go to the fiction section. It's not there. And I'm just doing these loops, and I'm like, man, this book just isn't anywhere. And so I go to the librarian at the desk, and I'm like, I think I've lost a book. Like, I, I don't know what to do, but I can't find it at home. I've looked on the shelves. It's not been reshelved. Uh, and so they, I'm like, okay, so, so what are our next steps? Like, what do we do? Because I'm going to own up to it. I'm not going to just be a jerk yeah and it's like well so we'll start a search um we do a two-week search for the book and keep an eye if it comes in or uh, if it shows up on the shelf somewhere and if we find it in that two weeks then great no, no hard feelings you know we'll erase any late fees you've got 
and we're good to go. If we don't find it, you have to pay the book replacement. So you have to buy the new book as well as paying like a processing fee yeah. to get it into library condition, you know, get it in the system, get it cataloged, get the old one out, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, that's fine. And you could, I could tell since I've worked customer service, I was telling he, he was trying to tell it to me like in the nicest possible way, like trying to like, you know, so that you wouldn't, get so mad. I wouldn't get mad at him. And I wasn't going to get mad at him because I screwed up. <laughs> like there's not a getting mad at him that helps. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about it. Uh, and then I check another book and I go home. Uh, and like, I walk in the door and like from the door, I can see Amy's bookshelves and it is sitting on the bookshelf, like directly in front of me. <laughs> And I realized that when I saw that, I had said to myself, oh, yeah, I don't want to take this one back to the library because I want to read it. I'm going to put it on the shelf here so I remember where it is, <laughs> <laughs> which was not a typical place where I keep my books. I keep them on the coffee table. I keep them on the bedside table. I keep them on the desk. Like That's where I keep books. And that's where you looked for it. And that's where I looked for it multiple times. And it was not there. And it was on that bookshelf that I said, I'm going to remember where it is. And so I took it back and mm. there was no problem. But it, it felt very silly. Oh, man. <laughs> Losing things is stupid. Yeah, I don't like doing it. Um, Because, like, you can't find it. Yeah. But you... It exists. You look at all the places where it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like losing things. And I'm not good at finding things. I've never been good at finding things. Really? Yeah. My mom could find things for me, like, remotely. Like, when I back when I lived at home... Like, I would call and she'd say, look under the thing. And it was always under the thing. Mm. Oh, man, things. That, just stop putting them under things. Yeah. Well, that was my, my trouble is I didn't look under things. Mm. I just looked at things. So if it was under something, I was out of luck. You know what? One of my... Uh, I'm really saying that's one of, like, my strategies is I don't... You own, don't have things. I don't... Well, I don't have things, but the things that I do have are never under other things. No. You don't have enough things to put things on, on top of other things. True. You've got like three things. <laughs> got four. Okay. Four or five. Yeah. You got a couple things. Um, yeah. Like uh, putting things under things, putting things down mindlessly. Like those are yeah. all great ways to lose things. Yeah. Do you lose things? Like do you ever, are you a key or a wallet loser? Do you ever lose a pair of sunglasses? Um, not to the extent that like I can't find them again because I've trained myself to put them in places where I will look for them. Mm. Like with the book? Yeah. Well, that was the exception. So anytime I make an exception and I put something <laughs> like in a specific place, I never find it again. But can't you just like never make exceptions? I That's what I should do. I should just mm. keep putting things where I expect them to go. Yeah. Because uh, I've got a bit of like a memory palace sort of thing. Not like the Hannibal kind, but the... I was in Hannibal a lot. I watched, yeah. I finished Hannibal recently. Right. Yeah. Um, but like I, I visualize things like when I remember an item, I remember it in its location. Right. And so as long as it's in that location, I'm really good. Mm. But if it's somewhere else, I will never find it again. Does, is, uh, is Amy a user and a mover around of things? Not will, particularly. Will you like lose something because the other person in the house like moved it? No. That doesn't really seem to happen. Yeah, it sounds really dumb, and it's really only possible with the privilege of not owning lots of things. Yeah. But, like, everything just goes somewhere? Yeah, that's fair. 
we have too much things as we've discussed so not everywhere has a place to go i think i not everything i think you'd have a much easier time if you didn't have any physical media that would be one way well i don't lose my physical media you it's all a, where I supposed to be. Book. That wasn't my physical media. <laughs> <laughs> that was the library's physical media. Oh, that's a great. That's a great question. Do you? Are you better about things that you own than thing like? Absolutely. Right. Like you would never lose one of your own books, right? I, I would not lose one of my own books unless I put it somewhere that it wasn't in my brain. Mm. So, like for example, I know exactly where my entire preacher collection is—all six volumes of Scott Pilgrim versus the World—and a random book, uh, "The Trouble with Physics." Like I can visualize where on the shelf each of those are, and if I go home and one of those is not in that place, I have no idea where it is, because that's the there's only one place it could be. Yeah, right. Um, so that's that's my difficulty. Like if it's not in the place where I if I moved it between the time I remembered where I put it. And now, mm-hmm. and I don't remember that it was in a new place, it's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> until it magically turns up. Yeah, until it magically turns up. Um, I do have a checklist of things that I have to like make sure I have with me before I leave. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like So every time I get up in the morning, it's like, okay, glasses, wallet, phone, watch, backpack, pants, keys. Yeah, those are all important. I joke about pants, but I... I have gone to work without wearing a shirt before. <laughs> like I was wearing an undershirt because I, I wear an undershirt 90% of the time. Uh-huh. Um, but I'd forgotten to put on like anything over that. And because it basically feels the same if I'm wearing a shirt or not wearing a shirt. Right. So like I got like to my office and was like, oh, I have to go back home and put on a shirt. When it was like inappropriate enough. For the workplace, I didn't want to wear just an undershirt. Right, like it's I mean, it's just a plain white tee. It's not that exciting, but yeah, like I was like, I'm gonna go home and put on a shirt. But like it's like it's underwear to you, yeah, right, yeah. So that that did happen once. That's hilarious. And I came back, and Amy like was still in bed, and she like shot. I was like, Kevin, what's wrong? And I'm like, I, it's okay. I forgot a shirt. Yeah. Um. The only so like. I don't want to be the like, oh, cool. Like you have this problem that yeah. I never have because I'm great at it. Yeah. But like I, for the most part, I don't lose stuff. Yeah. It's just because I don't own things. Um, and I'm l- compulsive enough that everything always goes where it goes. Mm-hmm. But I did lose one thing in my apartment a couple months ago. Was it your cat? That drove me. <laughs> like I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Because you couldn't find it. Yes. It was my cat. <laughs> I have a not large apartment. You have a very small apartment. 700 something square feet. Yeah. It's one, uh, you got your one big room with like the kitchen and the living room mm-hmm. and then you got a bedroom and the bathroom and a closet. Yep. That's like, what you got. as a separate half. Yeah. And it's incredibly neat and it's very empty. Yeah. And it's very easy to see things that are in it. Yes. I can see 90% of the things in this room right now. And you'd think... If a cat was in this apartment... You'd know it. Like, how long do you think it would take you to find a cat in this apartment? Anywhere. 20 minutes. Oh, really? That long? Because I'd say I could... I mean, if if the cat was <clears throat> hiding. Like, 20 minutes is my upper end, upper bound. Okay. But, like... So, like, what I do is, like, you walk in and you're like, okay, cool, there's no cat on the floor. Yeah, that's so real clear. So, I'm going to, like, look under the couch and... Yeah, I'd look on top of the cabinets, like, on top of your fridge and cabinets. Yep. That's where cats go. Yep. I went so far as to like look in my refrigerator. Like I looked I looked 
inside my locked, never used dishwasher. Um, I was like, I opened, I have like a laundry closet and I was like up like above the like water heater Mm -hmm. and behind the washing machine. Like these are doors. You look under the couch? Yeah. Like I looked behind under, inside the couch. Like (laughs) the... I have to, like the closet doors are shut like you can't a cat can't open them no, cats don't like, have thumbs but like when you can't find something and you know it has to be inside of a certain space yeah, like that's really annoying you open the doors that are impossible yeah to where, f- where was your cat I don't know <laughs> right Narnia. and like Narnia like sometimes my there was cooler weather out so sometimes that like my sliding glass door is open mm-hmm. and so I started to well, no, like it, it hadn't been opened. So yeah. I was like, I know my cat didn't like jump out the window. Yeah. But like I And then he showed back up? Everywhere. And I started to like freak out, right? Yeah, and I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm starting missing. I'm starting to like move things and like tear stuff up. And I'm yeah. like, there's a cat in here. Somewhere. And it I can't like what happened to my cat? Like Yeah. And so I was like in the living room, like freaking out, like hands on my head, like what is going on? And then he just walks out the bedroom door. <laughs> so he was somewhere in your sparse, empty bedroom. Bed, he was in the bedroom, bedroom or bathroom, the bathroom or closet. Yeah. yeah. But like I tore those, I tore <laughs> them up and he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't in, in there. He wasn't in there. Unless he was. But he, but he was. <laughs> That's right. Funny. And like I, to this day, like I still can't imagine where he, where he could have been. Yeah, I have I have two stories that are related. Uh, one is I got a new wallet today, and I'm very excited <gasps> about it. New wallet, yeah. Um, so it looks like some paper. It does. It's uh, made of Tyvek, which is a paper-like substance, but it's actually very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually give you this little card that says "Dare to Tear" on it. You're supposed to give it to somebody and have them attempt to tear it mm. um, and record it on video. Take the challenge. Ask someone to tear this card in one minute or less. Yeah. Get it on video for rewards and prizes. Yeah. Do you want to do this? Sure. Cool. Uh, I'm going to hit the record button on your video. Do I get to use knives? No. Knives are not tearing. Knives are cutting. Do I get to use teeth? Teeth are biting, not tearing. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that vocabulary. All right. And go. <sighs> this is... This is good. Yeah. I'm struggling to tear this. Yeah, it's a material. The material's called Tyvek. I don't know what the, the context for like I think where it, it stands from. for tear interruption very. Was that a tear or was that just. It was a sound. Okay. Very extremely kill. That's. Tyvek. Words. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I feel like I feel like I could get this with my teeth. You got 30 seconds. Has anyone else attempted this? I don't know. I've not, I haven't checked the website or anything. Oh, yet. but like on your on your no, card? no, not on this one. Mm. Um, see, it's interesting to me. You're going the long way because I would have definitely gone uh, on the short edge. See, this way, edge, this way yeah. already felt like it had a weakness that I was trying to exploit. Yeah, and how's that going for you? I mean, it's not. This is a. I'm daring to tear yeah, this. I'm got really four seconds. <sighs> yeah, it's not gonna happen. Cool. I gave it my all. Good job. And like I, I really distorted it. Yeah, I've stopped recording. But now I can like, it's, yeah. it like flattens out back so, to its shape. So I bit. bought a new wallet uh, because I realized that my old wallet, I don't know if you ever saw my old wallet, um, but my old wallet I bought um, when I had an iPhone 5. Mm. So I had an iPhone 5 and I bought something called the Book Book wallet. Book Book. Uh, which looked like a little leather bound book. And one side was a place to snap in your phone, and one side was a place for some cards and a driver's license and some cash. Yeah. 
And it was a nice little foldable wallet phone combination. Uh, and I put my phone in, but I realized it was kind of inconvenient to use my phone while I was in this case. So I did it for maybe six months. Yeah. And then I took my phone out and just kept using it as a wallet and kept my phone independent of that. What did you put in the phone half? Nothing. <laughs> Occasionally I'd put like a business card if I got one, like I'd have it hang out in that spot. Yeah. Um, but I'd owned that wallet uh, between iPhone 5 and now. Hmm. I had no idea you were still using that as just a wallet. Yeah. Um, and it was fine as a wallet, but it was kind of like just got annoying. And so um, I'd read about Tyvek wallets as like a thing because they're apparently made from like a single sheet of Tyvek that's cut and folded into mm. this wallet shape. Um, and it's it's a billfold because if you go look at like fancy wallets on the internet, they're all like card holders. Uh, because they're meant to be like super slim and lightweight and hold yeah. like two cards and a dime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like having things in my wallet. Now, I I used to have a real fat wallet. Like, I had a fat wallet problem. Like a Costanza wallet? It was getting close to there. Okay. And, like, so going to the smaller wallet helped me sort of cut down on a lot of that. Yeah. Because I could hold maybe six cards and some cash and a couple other things. Um, but, like, I could hold, like, $2 bills. That uh, was all that it would hold mm. because it didn't have, like, a billfold area. And this actually does, and I really like that. Um, but I'm very excited by it. It's a very simple wallet. Uh, it does have measurements and information around yeah, it. It has a lot of data on it, which is why I bought this particular one. So you can get them to, that look like all sorts of different things printed on them, but like, it's got a little ruler and conversion tables. It's got a lot going on on it. Yeah. Which it is has very some exciting. electrical formulas, mm -hmm. uh, various scientific constants. Yeah, it's got the, uh, the formula for an area of a sphere, which yeah. is something I always need to remember. Yeah. I mean, four thirds pi r cubed. Pi r cubed. There you go. You got uh, various like angle measurements that might actually be useful. Like, there's there's enough on there that I was like, this is kind of neat. Um, it's got a rough here? temperature adjustment guide from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Volume conversions, weights, mm -hmm. data. Yeah, this is, and cool. it's a relatively slim wallet. Like, I could definitely bulk it up by filling it with crap. Right. Um, but it's relatively slim profile because the material is is paper thin did you know that um the law of cosines is it, do you know the law of cosines is it uh sokotoa some old hippie cut another hippie tripping on acid until you remember it uh sine is opposite over hypotenuse some old hippie cut another hippie that's um cosine is opposite over adjacent tripping on acid is tangent is uh opposite over adjacent I, I mean, Sokotoa was always enough for me. You don't like the old hippie thing? I mean, that's that's fun too, but... That I mean, Sokotoa is cool. That was just two things to remember. Yeah. Well, one helps you remember the other. Uh, no, the law of cosines is C squared equals A squared plus B squared minus 2AB cosine C. I didn't know that. Good yeah. to know. Well, you don't have to know it. It's now. on my wallet. It's on your wallet. Um, also, like, it's cool that this is on your wallet, but also the internet? What if I don't have the internet? then you have more things to worry about. Then, <laughs> then the law of cosines will not help you. <laughs> Let me bring back the internet. Uh, that, that is cool. Uh, it's very loud, that your handling of it. it really? Makes, that's interesting. I yeah, wonder if I can hear it on the microphone. I, no I noticed its loudness. I have not noticed that it's been a problem. But I've only had it in my pocket since like an hour before I came here. Like mm. I got it today. But I, I, like I can tell like that's a, uh, that's made out of a material that obviously cannot be teared. 
yeah no i'm i'm real happy with it i'm i'm excited to try it for a while i like it i'm uh i am not a f- in favor of the fact that it is enabling you to carry more things in your wallet well you wouldn't be like that's a wallet that can re-enable you to a Costanza wallet? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, now, I never had the true Costanza problem because I always carry my wallet in my front pocket, yeah, so I don't, I don't have the sideways tilted <laughs> tilted butt thing. Um, yeah. I've always been a small wallet guy. I'm not surprised at all. Like, I, had, I used to have a wallet. Yeah. I used to have a three-fold wallet, and I was like... That was my first wallet. was a tri-fold wallet. I was like, this is too fat. Like, I've got, like, a couple cards in here and maybe some bills sometimes. But yeah. Three-folds, like, got too much going on. Then I had well, it's t- narrower than when it's folded up. It's just thick. Yeah, but then I had a bifold, and I never put bills in it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just carry some cards. And then I was like, I don't need all these cards. And now I just carry a uh, debit card and a license. Yeah. Do you have? A, you should get a little uh, binder clip. That's the the super hipster way of doing it. But see, then that's more things. That's to true. Have. Like I literally just put two cards inside my pocket. Well, that's valid. So I I don't have any cash in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't have anything that wasn't in my previous wallet. So like this is all stuff that was in my previous wallet. Cool. Uh, which includes like the gate key to get into my gate, which I put on the outside of my wallet so I can just tap my wallet onto it and nice. it'll get me in. I have, um, this is a little cool little thing my uh, in-laws gave me for Christmas. Oh yeah, you showed me that. A little pocket monkey uh, multi-tool, which yeah. also has a ruler on it, but it only goes to like one inch. Because mm. my wallet goes to like eight inches. I called it right, eight inches. Um, I do have two tiny board games in here that you've seen before. Mm-hmm. I have both Win, Lose, Banana and Coin Age. And then credit card, debit card, uh, driver's license, insurance, and they might be Giants fan club card. You carry that? Yeah. Are you in any other fan clubs? No. Okay. If you were, would you carry those cards all the time? If there's anything that I was a fan enough to be in the fan club for, maybe. Do you have a rewards card for anything? Those are all on my uh, keychain. Ah, uh, like the little tiny yeah. ones? Nice. Oh, that dongle sized. See, like I have a, I have a library card. I have a, like other credit cards. I have, um, other, a couple other things. Yeah. But I just like put those in my pocket when I'm going to use them. That's fair. In my library card, I have the dongle that's on my keychain. So. Right. I don't like those on my keychain. That's fair. I'm all, I'm mad that I have to have like a little RFID thing on my keychain to yeah. get into my building. <laughs> like I just want, I want one key. One key. I would love one into key. your apartment. Yeah. I could be. I could get a smart home, and I yeah. wouldn't even 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 need. A I don't key. actually have that many keys. I have an apartment key, a mailbox key, a car key, mm-hmm. and a key to my parents' house. Do you, you carry a key to your parents' house? It's on my keychain, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Assuming they haven't changed the locks yet. Because <laughs> they have changed the locks on some of the doors. It only works on one door right now. <laughs> it's just inevitable. Yeah, it is the front it. door, so it's okay. But uh, yeah, I can get into that house still. Have you ever had to break into a building without a key? I want to say Yes. Like, uh, well, I broke into my my house when I was a kid without a key, using the dog door. <laughs> Did you go through the dog door? Yeah. Nice. I was smaller then. <laughs> you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, either we had they had an alarm on the house, so like that went off as soon as I was inside. <laughs> but I knew the code, so I could get in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other buildings I would have had to have get gotten into. Like I've tried to get into cars without a key. 
locked like like locked my key inside. Yeah. Um, but I don't know of a building that I've ever had to get into without a key, short of like dog door parents' house sort of thing. Yeah. I've used the uh like credit card or license yeah. to like push the, the the little trigger, yeah. The pin uh to open a door to like my house like i when i when i was like a teenager i was locked out of my house so i was able to get back in that way i've, like, I've tried that and it's never worked for me because so many every time i've tried they have the little thing that blocks that mm. um breaking into it feels like too much of a stretch but like <laughs> i've gotten into buildings i wasn't supposed to be in but i didn't like br- pick a lock to do it <laughs> I would love to learn how to pick locks or like crack safes. I learned at one point how to pick locks. Yeah. Like I, I still know the mechanics of it, but I haven't tried it in such a long time. You don't have the the muscle memory. Yeah, it was it. not really. You can do it without muscle memory. It's just sort of getting a feel for how to how to manipulate the pins. Mm. Um, although nowadays you can, get, if you get a bump key, you can do it in like no time at all. Right. So that's that's cool too. Uh, oh, the other story I wanted to tell was about losing a cat in a house. Have you lost a cat? In the house? So my family did. Hmm. Um, so I don't know that we lost the cat, but we this was um, our cat named BC, who we found as a kitten in our garage, and uh, we found him kind of an interesting way. Like we just heard this meowing in the garage, um, and there's a whole other story. I think I might have told on this podcast about how we got him into the house. But uh, one day, my mom was like in the kitchen or the living room, and she heard BC meowing. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't around, like he wasn't visible, but she could hear him. Um, and it sounded like he was coming from like the ceiling. <laughs> um, and it would, he would like move. And we realized like he was in like the walls of our house. Oh my gosh. And what had happened was the, we'd had somebody come in that worked on our AC unit in the attic. And he had gotten in there when the guy went in mm-hmm. like and had the door open for a while. Um, and like, we couldn't like get to him cause he was, he was still kitten size. He was very small. Mm. Um, and so we just had to open the door and like wait for him to come out. And a couple hours later he did. Yeah. Like eventually they'll want food yeah. or a litter box. So. But it was a very sort of like scary thing to like have him and be able to hear him right. Like in the wall and like know like roughly where he is, but not be able to get to him. Yeah, right. Like there's just a cat, like there. Yeah, yeah. Just right. It was next very to weird. It's and like scary. It makes me think of uh, Bob's Burgers when Bob, Bob was in gets the, the wall. Well, that's happened a couple times now. Oh, has it? Yeah, I only remember the like the first one with the glow guy. Yeah, was there's another episode. Um, there's another episode where he's in the walls. I don't remember the full details of it. Uh, though I'm really mad because Bob's Burgers isn't streaming anywhere. Like old seasons. So I wanted to go rewatch some old Bob's Burgers because I'd finished everything that was available on Hulu the current season. Um, I should watch some old Bob's Burgers, and yeah. it's not available anywhere. So like I'm tempted to go like buy some DVDs. Like that's where I'm at. Uh, so I own well, Bob's Burgers. I I hear Bob's Burgers isn't available to stream anymore, and I'm like, oh, too bad. I'll just like. <laughs> Wait until it is again. Yeah. And you're like, I should buy some DVDs. That was what I thought. I bought DVDs at the beach. Beach DVDs? Well, I bought them at Walmart. Do they sell DVDs I was visiting at the beach? the beach? I bought uh, Akira, the 25th anniversary copy. Um, that's a movie that I should own. Uh, and then I bought a season of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated cartoon from the late 80s and early 90s. Of course you did. Yeah. 
They were both five bucks. <laughs> well, it's a Walmart. Yeah. But the fact that either of those was $5 was a little outrageous to me. Were they in a big bin? They a, were not. A big they were just bin. in a show. Walmart has uh, cut down on their DVD bins. They don't have as many because they're not as popular. Yeah, because they don't want people to buy DVDs anymore. <laughs> I bought I bought two five dollar DVDs, and the, and like it it was almost offensive to me that Akira was it was like five dollars. Yeah, that you you should pay more for a movie like that. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> I paid five dollars for it. It's because nobody wants an Akira DVD. Well, they want the Blu-ray. Yeah, like that's like what you should have gotten. But I didn't. I didn't buy the Blu-ray. I bought the DVD for five dollars. Like I have. Um, yeah, that's the that's the other thing about DVDs is like you're also like you have a lot of DVDs and you're ripping them all, which is cool. Yeah. But like they're also just the standard def versions of things. Yeah. Which sucks. But a lot of them, a lot of the things were made in standard def. Like there's not a high def version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series. Okay. Fair. And so, and so there's no, the, most of them is in the standard def. A lot of the older movies and TV shows that were made in standard def are not getting remastered for Blu-ray. If they're getting Blu-ray, they're getting the DVD version transferred onto a Blu-ray. But there there at least is some, like, upscaling. Sometimes. Like, it's artificial, but it's... Yeah. It's not better quality than what I would have seen on TV. Fair. Um, I do want... There are some, like, movies I own on Blu-ray. And, and like, if I'm buying, like, a movie that came out in the last couple of years, I buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, and I do, I will eventually need to buy a Blu-ray drive and rip those. Um, mm. Like that's something I'm planning on. But I, th- that collection is much smaller than my DVD collections. I'm not really worrying about it right now. But yeah. like I own like Cloud Atlas, Scott Pilgrim on DVD. Like movies that would look really good on high def. I've, yeah. got, on, I've got on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, aside from your Walmart trip, how was yeah. your beach time? Very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes feel like I'm bad at going to the beach because I don't actually go to the beach very often. Mm. Oh, so like going to the beach just means you're like in a town on the coast. Well, I was like, no, we're like at the beach. Like we were one row back from the beach. Uh-huh. So like there's beachfront houses and the house we were at was like one row behind that. Okay. So we were 300 yards from the beach. You're not at the beach. You're near the beach. I could see the beach from our porch. Okay. Um, and like, I like going into the ocean and swimming and sitting on the beach and reading a book, mm-hmm. but I also like sitting on the couch and reading a book. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. I don't have to put on sunscreen. Mm. Um, so like I went to the beach two or three times of the week we were there. Yeah. Um, for a few hours at a time and the rest of them, I just sat on the couch and like read a book <laughs> And it was great, but like I sometimes I feel like like I'm doing it wrong. But one of our like rules at the beach is you always have to do exactly what you want at all times. Mm. Um, and so if I didn't want to go to the beach, that's cool. That's it's like rule. it's yeah. like the purge. It's like the purge. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a running joke. <laughs> is like you always have to do exactly what you want. That's like a really good rule for a vacation. It is. Like if everyone's bought in, everyone yeah. can be like, hey, like if you're just doing exactly what you are right now, we're all cool with it. Yeah. As long as it's not like murder and. Yeah. As long as it's not murder and. Violence. Yeah. But so that was, that was kind of the idea. And so like sometimes there's like this like, well, do we, do you want to go do a thing? And it'd be like, no. And be like, okay, fine. Yeah. Like, or, you know, checking on, are you you're having fun? I'm like, yes, I'm doing exactly what I want. Great. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so. 
like even if I didn't go down to the beach very often, I still had a great time at the beach. Nice. Near the beach. Whatever. 